and welcome back spooky people this is that spooky life and i am your host miranda and i am glad that you have joined us today it is our monthly on camera for youtube video i hope that you are excited as i am and it is also our tarot episode for the witchy tip so stay tuned for that later on we of course have some spooky tales for you today and i will be kicking off as per usual with mine mine is a bit of an ongoing no well yes but it's a tale that has been with me for a very long time i will explain the first time when i was a young teen that i went to one of my still to this day best friend's house a few things were immediately obvious upon my arrival the landscaping was on point we were in the middle of absolute nowhere and the woods were watching like actively so i'm pretty sure i was spending the night that first time because it was dark and i don't think i had been there prior to to that time we had played some video games and we were already talking about witchy things even at that age there's a lot of witchy puberty that we went through together in a, in addition to regular puberty and in order to not be overheard by parents who may not have agreed with such topics of conversation he decided that we should go sit out on the roof just outside his window so that we could be quiet and like not be heard things etc i was like okay well my friend had one of those gabled dormer windows and i was just short enough that it was difficult for me and visions of like rolling out onto the roof and rolling down from the second floor onto the concrete were dancing in my head because at the time i had a very intense fear of heights so at first i wasn't thinking anything odd i was just thinking about not dying as i was trying to get out this window and look all right and you know not embarrass myself and not make you know the stereotypical teenager i don't want to make an ass out of myself in front of my friends kind of thing that was absolutely where my brain was at once we were out there i could position myself with my feet going down the actual slope of the roof and i could sit relatively comfortably as long as i stayed far away from the edge and sat mostly still i could abate the panic enough to have a really good conversation so as the wee baby weeches that we were we were talking about very rudimentary stuff like elemental association things that we'd learned things that we'd read things that we'd found and comparing to how this interacted with our life on a daily basis what we'd noticed since we learned these things all very you know academic in that wee baby witch wee baby child sort of discovering the universe and trying to figure out their place in it and what they believe and we were out there for a while and i remember that i had been seeing movement in my peripheral vision which in the middle of the woods this is this is not surprising then i saw one that seemed to be about person height person size person walking gait so on and so forth and i hushed my friend because i was worried that maybe one of his parents was out checking the property or had heard something and we were going to be quiet etc so that we didn't get caught talking about things that they may not have liked and you know it would have been odd for them to have been out that late for sure but i knew i'd seen something and it was better to be safe than sorry but of course 
when we did a scan of what we were looking at and where I'd seen the movement, there was, there was nothing there. We waited and we were quiet to make sure, didn't hear any doors, didn't hear any footsteps, didn't see anything else. So we went back to our conversation. But my friend had no idea what I was talking about, hadn't seen anything necessarily that time. And we paused, but when there was no one there and we returned to the conversation, we did so a little bit more observantly. Just in case. Just in case. A bit more time passed and I saw movement again. And again, nothing was there. My friend suggested that maybe it was an animal. And I assured him that I'd thought that at first as well. Until I saw the thing that seemed movement to be people-shaped so vividly enough that I had thought perhaps one of his parents was outside. There was nothing there to sustain any of that, so I had nothing else I could have presented other than, I don't think so, for reasons, right? So after I see this a few more times, we decide it's time to go inside and go to sleep. I go use the restroom and change and then trade with my friend so that they can do the same. But as I'm getting into bed, I see a face in the window that we had just gone out earlier. It was skeletal, but not like a human skull, like a deer skull. And it was surrounded by blackness that was too dark for what could be seen outside. I froze. I was 14, maybe 15. It was the type of thing that would have normally made me flat out shriek but i didn't want to wake up my friend's family i was trapped in the middle of nowhere two hours from where my mom was and i was too damn old to call my mom to come and pick me up from a friend's house spending the night unless there was actual like danger i couldn't call her and just say can you come get me because i'm scared that that didn't i was i was too old for that to fly especially for a two-hour drive it probably would have been like three and a half hours round trip just because of where we lived. I was so scared and all of that was rapid fire just going through my brain that I ended up just staring in terror at this thing in the window. I honestly don't remember what happened next. My friend came out of the bathroom, but I don't remember if they saw it. I don't remember what I said about it. I don't remember if they didn't see it. All I remember is that those next moments are blurry. Thank you, cortisol and adrenaline. I do not recall anything of the transition because all of those memories are a little bit fuzzy around the edges. I do remember that I begged to sleep on the other side of the bed. They, were, they very specifically had a side of the bed that they slept on, but I begged my friend to sleep between me and the window. There was another window, and I would eventually see this face outside of that window too, but I hadn't yet. And though they were frustrated, my friend agreed genuinely kindly to do so, and we went to sleep. I didn't sleep much that night, honestly, and woke up really groggy the next morning when I did actually manage to eke out a few hours. It watched me from that window that night and other nights, honestly. I was over there a lot. From then until the time that we were both well into our 20s. So it was, it was probably over a decade on and off that I, would, that I would be there and I would see this thing and more like it. In fact, I'm pretty sure that my friend's family still lives there. 
I've been there a few times, even since we were all out on our own, etc. I can assure you, they're still there. Whatever those faces are, are still very much present and very much watching. The landscaping is still excellent, and the woods still move. A lot of stories from that place, at least a few worth sharing on the podcast, and hopefully I can cobble them together from terror brain teenage years to make them an interesting story. But for this week, that is my spooky story. Do you like spooky, supernatural, and darkly fantastical things? Are you a fan of horror with maybe a slight touch of romantic tension and a healthy dose of mystery? Then stories from the mind of author Diana Brock may be just what you're looking for. Right now, That Spooky Life listeners are being offered an exclusive discount at www.abernathybooks.com. Use promo code SPOOKYSIDE, all one word, to receive 15% off your entire purchase of $25 or more. Shop books, face masks, and the newest edition of t-shirts for your favorite book titles while supporting independent authors and creators. That's promo code SPOOKYSIDE, S-P-O-O-K-Y-S-I-D-E, all one word, for 15% off your entire $25 or more purchase, just for being spooky friends of the podcast. And dive in to even more paranormal and supernatural creations at abernathybooks.com. And don't forget to tell them you were sent from the spooky side. Which brings us to our listener story for the week. Yay! This week, it comes from spooky friend Joy. And Joy has sent a few things, and we're going to try and get through as many as possible. If not, as usual, we will continue them next week. Joy writes, Story number one. This happened a few years ago, roughly 2012 in the spring. I was attending the Four Seas Conference in St. Louis for composition instructors. It was a long drive, and I was worried about driving to a new state that I hadn't been to, leaving my small, safe apartment in Indiana. On this drive, it was completely uneventful, and I arrived safely in St. Louis to the hotel hosting the convention. I was on the fifth floor, I believe, in a room just off the open bar common area they had for our convention. Let me just say, awesome. Awesome indeed. Yes. I'm not a drinker, but I took the opportunity to try different drinks each of the night I was there. It was free, and I didn't have to drive. I had fun at the convention, going to different panels and different methods of learning, teaching, technology, etc. One of the nights I was there, it may have been the second night, I decided to try a Bloody Mary. And this one was a spicy Bloody Mary. Just one drink and I went back to my room. I could still hear and also see out into the common room area through a window, which I did keep covered. I drank the rest of the drink and settled down to sleep. I had a room to myself. I was on the left side of the bed, facing the opposite bed. As I was laying in one of the double beds, trying to fall asleep, it was when I saw something that startled my brain awake. Since I was traveling alone in a hotel room, just off the common bar, let me just say I was more worried about living people coming in and bothering me more than anything. I made sure that the deadbolt was in place, all curtains closed, and I was secure in my room. Anyway, as I was falling asleep, I saw someone move from one side of the room through the wall just near my head. 
okay that okay i saw a woman in a black dress veil and small bustle move through the room and walk through the wall sleepily and horrified i mumbled don't do that again it was scary and i was very very tired I had the impression of the woman coming back into my room as if startled that someone saw her. She just sat down on the bed opposite of me and stared at me. I hate when they do that. Hate it. I, still just as sleepy, said, I'm just passing through. Don't worry. I'm leaving soon. But please don't do that again. It's scary. I just had the impression of someone being compassionate and sitting with me for a bit before I slept. I did half wonder if this was an omen, because this was electrifyingly scary. My body was tingling and freaking out, my heart was racing, and I thought, you know, is this real because of how scared you are? Later that year in October, about 30 days, I lost three extended family members. I don't think that lady was an omen, but I do think it was someone going on about their daily business and was startled that someone saw them. Wow. Well, at least she seemed kind. But yeah, that would scare the pants off of me. So, no judgment. Story number two. This story is from when I was a child. I was a young girl sleeping in my top bunk and woke in the middle of the night to see a dark figure of a man standing at the foot of my bed. Fuck that. Uh-uh. I was prone to watching horror movies at that age, and this figure reminded me of Jason Voorhees. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The only adult male in my family was my dad, who was asleep. I vaulted out of the bed and slept on my parents' bedroom floor until my mom woke me up by stepping on my head. Oh, bless. I tried to debunk this later, but it still scares me to see anything looming at me from my bed. That's a huge mood. Story number three. This is from a few years ago. There was a lightning storm one night, and I was in bed. A ball of lightning shot through the window and illuminated right by my bed, and I saw a full figure of an elderly man standing by my bed. Why they always gotta come for you in the bed? That's so rude. Like, especially when you had that, that Jason Voorhees-esque experience as a child, like, now they always coming for you in the bed? That's so rude. Rather than be scared, I was concerned about him and remember telling him half in my mind and half verbally, if you're scared of crossing over, I'll put in a good word for you. Don't be worried. It will be okay. I had the impression that he was thankful for my consideration, but I don't know if he took me up on the offer. I just tried to convey the peace and joy that he would find after crossing. That, that is cool. That is very kind. Story four. This is a short one. I had just gotten out of bed, and I was walking around in my apartment and glanced in my bedroom and saw a young man in a flannel shirt and old-timey clothes and hat crouched by the head of my bed. It was just a flash of impression, not threatening or anything, just vivid. Why they always got, like, it's all the bed. I'm so sorry. Story number five. Another short one. After an evening of testing out a new drum and singing silly songs to my cats, I was headed to the bathroom for a midnight bathroom break from sleeping. I nearly ran into a full-on shadow figure in my way. Oh. It totally blocked out the light and there was no reflection or light from the window in the kitchen. I put out my hands and told it to 
not so politely as I was startled, fuck off. I really had to go, and it disappeared, and I was surprised to later find out that the drumming probably generated some extra energy for whatever it was. If it was somehow me, I stand by the fuck off. Don't scare me, me. I like that one. Story number six, and our final story. I was hovering between awake and asleep, with my cat Sonnet sleeping next to me. I opened my eyes and saw a blonde thing staring down at me. It was bent over at the waist and grinning at me rather madly. I had been having awful nightmares and wasn't too happy with what this thing was doing. It seemed to have made its way through my protection, and that infuriated me. I was half asleep, but sleepily said, I don't like you. I, in my mind's eye, reached out my hands and pushed into the entity, then released electrical lightning through it, then balled up the residue and blew it away. Once again, in the cusp between waking and sleeping, my fingers were pulsing with energy when I fully sat up and stared at the empty space afterwards. The energy in the space felt completely different afterwards. I didn't have any more nightmares. There's a reason that I thought, oh no, did I hurt something innocent? And a better reason that I thought, trust your gut. Even half asleep, I recognized some kind of threat. I'm usually pretty casual about spirits. Live, let live in the spiritual space kind of thing. As long as you're not causing trouble, scaring my cats, or hurting someone, something, whatever, mind your business. This thing, whatever it was, crossed the line. My de <laughs> my default was to Thor strike it half asleep. Hell yes. Sonnet, the cat who sometimes appears in my dreams when I have nightmares to investigate or protect, was blissfully asleep. I half wonder if Sonnet didn't give me a push to automatically defend myself. The energy returned to normal, though, so I guess the lightning palm strike of Thor did its job. Yes. Also, I should add that I frequently have lucid dreams and easily recognize dreams when I'm having them. So perhaps I'm more open to seeing stuff just on the cusp of waking and sleeping. That's the only thing I can think after so many experiences. Yeah, they always come in for you in bed, fam. Like, damn. Well, Joy, thank you so much. Those stories are incredible. And, like, how do you sleep, ever? I I would be interested to know. Because that's a lot. We should we should see if we can get you a dream catcher or something. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, it's said to stop nightmares. But you can also stop other things. You know, Baku, like, eating dreams and stuff. So, thank you very much for submitting those stories. That, that was a wonderful read. And I would love to hear any more stories that you have to share. But, for now... That is our listener story for the week. And finally, we come to our witchy tip. It is the time on the podcast that we shall be reading a tarot card that I have pulled ahead of time to save sound things. And on this day, I have a new deck to share with you. I have the Nightmare Before Christmas deck. I love it. I am still learning. I'm still learning it. But our card for the day is the eight of potions and from what i can tell potions is sort of the equivalent to cups but the eight of potions specifically in this deck calls us to look at our accomplishments and though we have accomplished much try to ascertain why precisely it is it's not what we thought it would be perhaps, that we have done and succeeded and achieved 
what we set out to do and yet we don't find the satisfaction in it that we had hoped to find why is that why could that be could be many different reasons for many different people but coming to the core of why our expectations may have not been met despite perhaps achieving goals that we had set for ourselves seeing things come to fruition that we had hoped to come a certain way getting to the core of where those ex those expectations disconnect from the reality of it can sometimes explain that there's more work to do or there's some other perspective we need to adopt or we need to learn something else personally i know that a lot for me is once i achieve a goal i am on to the next one there is always a continuing journey i personally will probably be doing some journaling on this because i want to see where it's applicable where i can adjust my expectations where i can adjust goals we all talked about how 2020 changed everything and how the jokes came with you know oh forget 2020 can't wait for 2021 and there's a lot that honestly hasn't changed very much and may go back to being stricter for a little while in certain areas has already gone back to being stricter in a few areas and 2021 though i doubt any of us realistically expected it to change come january 2021 doesn't feel a lot different than 2020 and i know for me while i had that realization and i knew that that was going to be the case having to live through it right now chafes a little bit more than i had hoped it would so who knows we'll see and i'd be interested to know what answers you find if it's something that you feel comfortable sharing join the facebook group talk to us there i would love to know what you guys think and what what answers you might find by asking yourself some of these questions and having these contemplations and that is our witchy tip for the day thank you very much for joining me and a huge thank you to joy for sharing all of those oddly themed stories but uh the bitch slap of thor i think is my favorite part if you have a story that you would like to share with the podcast please send it to that spooky life podcast at gmail.com if you are a fan of social media i have started including all of the social media links in the episode description and i would love to hear from you guys it's one of my favorite things. It's the best part about this podcast for me personally. And yeah, I hope that this week has been treating you well. And until we speak again, my dearest, darlingest, spookiest friends, do not forget to keep living that spooky life. And I'll see you next week. Bye.